Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MSUM Dragons podcast, where there is no doubt in my mind that after you listen to the podcast today, that you will agree that the student-athlete experience here at MSUM is more than a game. I'm your host, John Webby Webking. Sometimes sports can create unfathomable joy, and sometimes it can be downright despicable. Sports are littered with story after story of overcoming adversities and proving people wrong. And we're going to add two today. Both very different. One showing scars on over 30% of his body from a fire he experienced as a kid. The other brought to tears today for how she was bullied after anemia slowed her down. And then COVID came in and took away a first season and a comeback season. And COVID then ran through their families. And now they start running again throughout it all because someone at MSUM believed in their greatness and gave them an opportunity to prove it. Please welcome today's guests, Emilio Chio and Lakaila Yazzie. Lakaila, Emilio, welcome to the MSUM Dragons podcast. How are you guys today? I'm doing good. First of all, um, I don't know if you see this, but I'm wearing my cross-country championships because <laughs> we're talking about cross-country today. Um, where are you guys at? What's going on uh, in your lives today? Um, so I'm back at home in New Mexico, Upper Fruitland, and now I'm just focusing on finishing school up, doing my finals, and then catching up on work, and then getting back into training and spending time with family and running at home, enjoying the weather. <laughs> Um, I'm in Cathedral City, California right now, and I'm basically doing the same as Akala, just getting back into training since we had like a two-week gap. So um, last week we started training, so that was good. So you're both in warmer places in here. I'm not going to lie. We were talking about weather a little bit beforehand. It snowed in New Mexico today? <laughs> it, yeah, it snowed yesterday. yesterday. It snowed yesterday just a little bit, and it snowed like at nine o'clock, and it was like really wide outside and like, I don't know how many, like a, a couple minutes after I went outside, it was all gone. It melts super fast and it sucks because snow does not last here. Like the most it'll last is like for a couple days, but that's about it. It, it, it does snow here, as you know, and it does stay. Um, <laughs> it's actually beautiful. I think it's like 40 degrees outside right now, which is crazy for this, for December. <laughs> yeah. um, it's sunny. There's no wind. And so, God, it's just a beautiful day in, in Moorhead. Um, so, uh, I, I do want to start with, you know, kind of, um, where you're at, Lakaila, uh, in New Mexico, tell us a little bit about, about home and, you know, we're going through all of our fall sports, um, as we weren't able to compete and, you know, cross country and it's all because of COVID. And I know you're in a place that's super heavy hit by COVID and, um, just tell me about kind of your home and, and what's going on there. Um, it's actually really crazy with COVID right now. Um, so me and my sister and my little sister are the only three out of my entire family that haven't caught COVID. Like it hit my entire household here about two months ago. And then it hit my entire grandma's house. There was like nine of them in there. It, it hit every single one of them. And um, it's not, it's not good. It's actually really scary. So it's, it's, it, yeah. It, and so I've been staying home a lot and I've been, I've been good about like disinfecting my hands and um yeah it's just 
it's just, there's just so much you can tell about this. I just don't know where to go with this story. But so it's being home. It is good to be home because I can go outside. I can enjoy the fresh air. Like being home, there's there's it's like being home is so different. Like it, the air you breathe, it's so it's different than Minnesota. Like Minnesota, it's cold, so your lungs just feel like ice. But here, I breathe like it just smells like like I don't know like the weeds here, like the plants just have a certain smell and it feels so good. And then when I run with my dogs, it just gives me so much energy. Like when I come home, I just get so much energy fueled in me. So, yeah. Well, well, cool. Um, you know, I, it's, 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 it's hitting everybody. I know, I think my sister and I are the only two people in our family as well. My mom, my dad, my half sister, uh, my, my grandma, my only living grandma, uh, who's 95, will be 95. Um, got it and she's she's okay um, so you know I, I totally know where you're coming from and having your whole family um, have it and being careful uh, thank god it hasn't hit our house yet and it's just trying to do everything we can to, to stay safe you know knowing that you know the Fargo Moorhead area is kind of dark in the areas of COVID <laughs> on the map and North Dakota and South Dakota and kind of our surrounding areas are all kind of getting hit super hard right now as far as um numbers and then you go home to a little bit more of the same uh has to be like god can i just get away from this thing for a little bit so i yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's a little frustrating and in, in the situation there um has to be different than, than obviously here um you know just just the the services and everything that are provided but i'm glad you're you're able to find some opportunities to train and get some yeah. warmer fresh air even though it snows in new mexico who knew yeah. uh emilio tell us a little bit about what you're doing over there in california where you're at and what's going on with you so right now um i'm just trying to stay like in my bubble with my family because uh california is supposed to go on lockdown in january apparently and there's been a couple of counties that have already been locked down like there's no like gyms or restaurants so it's pretty bad especially in california um i know that uh with the COVID situation um my during thanksgiving i was supposed to have uh my sister come over and her her baby well my nephew but she wasn't able to come over because she had COVID. and then i found out while i was gone like three of my friends had COVID, and then my brother had COVID, and my sister had COVID. thankfully my mom and my dad haven't had COVID, or my grandma but um, even myself during the summer, I had COVID. So like everyone I know like has had some like COVID, which really sucks, especially since like, like I've noticed when I go running out even now, like I'll put on my mask, but there's like so many people without masks. It's like, it's really obnoxious, but um, that's why um, I just, when I go for my run, I just like try to veer away from people um, I don't go out too often. Like when I came back from Minnesota, I was really paranoid because we had gone shopping and there's so many people like in one store. And I was like, why is there so many? Because I'm used to Moorhead where there's like no one. And it's really crazy. But the transition like already, even for like a week, I'm getting used to it. But it's like, it, I'm like so anxious about it. So um, that's oh, yeah. my situation with that. But other than that, training, I think it's the first week I completed it, so it's been good so far. Yeah, you're 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 definitely not alone with the anxiety of all of this stuff, man. Um, you know, I've got a, a four month old tomorrow uh, at home who is a little early, so she's got a immune uh, system watch. You know, preemies sometimes their immune system takes a little while to develop, 
uh, our first one had the same kind of preemie thing. So, you know, we have to be super careful and, and, you know, um, I think the only, I mean, grandmas and grandpas haven't met her yet and four months in, and, you know, those kind of things are pretty heartbreaking when you start talking about Christmas coming up and, and things like that. And, um, you know, the anxiety of it, of, of going places, I, I hear you. It's, it's crazy, yeah. but, um, you know, you, you kind of, you mentioned you had it, um, you know, uh, coach Milner told me a little bit about your story, uh, coming into MSUM, um, and uh, a little bit about, uh, uh, you told me a story about you being, a, uh, having a history of a, of a burn. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm unaware of it. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that story. So when I was in sixth grade, going into seventh grade, I had um, gotten a fire accident that covered 30% of my body. Like, I don't know if you can see that, but there's like a oh, yeah. patch of skin. Yeah. They took a chunk of skin from my leg and they put it up to, from my arm all the way down to like uh, right above my butt so it's like on my right side but um that happened in seventh grade and that took me like five months to recover and I didn't really have a seventh grade but eighth grade it was better and since um they gave me steroids to like um like recover the or make the process faster appealing yeah. um I was growing out uh all my compression garments to like keep my skin together my keloids so it doesn't bubble up and I wasn't able to wear them so that's why like sometimes in practice like if I have my shirt off like there's like a big scar on my right side so wow so I mean that had to be quite a thing to to overcome and yeah um I mean does it still bother you today I'm sure I'm sure in some ways um not really uh I just have to put on lotion uh, so it doesn't dry out and then it doesn't tear. But um, when I was in the cold, it got dry really fast, which in yeah. Minnesota, so that really yeah. sucked. But um, it's other than that, no real big issues. Uh, the only thing was that, um, like I remember in high school, I had like asthma from it because of all the flames that went up into like my um, lungs. So that sucked. But other than that, it's been better how do you how do you overcome something like that like what 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 do you take from that experience and and kind of carry with you every day of when you face challenges that seem overwhelming like i mean i can think of a few examples right now but do you think that's helped you at all deal with uh some of the challenges of of the recent days um yeah um definitely um i remember like i felt in a sense like alone at some points, but I remembered that I had so much support around me and people that cared when I was burned. And like, I realized even till now I'm not alone. So that's why coming into MSUM, everyone immediately to me as a family because like, they're also supportive and so caring. I'm really glad to call, especially everyone on the track team and cross country team, my family. And like, even the staff and faculty, they've been really nice. I've had a couple ask, oh, what's that on your scar? Or like, what's that scar on your chest? And uh, I just tell them usually same story, but um, yeah, everyone's- you, really you, you, ever, you ever be like, so I was working for, I was trying to fight Batman, okay? And <laughs> Harvey Dent through this, this, you know, do you have your, have your joke about I mean, hopefully you could joke about it now. Yeah, but. definitely. I've told people like, uh, like 
like I've like random like crazy stories like uh yeah something like Batman like I'll just joke around with them usually but I, then I'll tell them usually so gotta find a bright spot sometimes <laughs> and, and especially now you know COVID and you know Lakaila we're, we're talking you know losing the season uh how did that guy how did that affect you and I I know um I don't know if you're competing in any distance uh, pieces in, in, in indoor or outdoor uh, coming up and getting training. I mean, you said you're starting training again. So um, how has the, the loss of the fall season kind of affected you and, and what's your kind of perspective on it now that you, that it's gone past? Um, I was, I was super hurt this um, fall that we didn't get to race. Um, I've been building. So like I've been training super hard for the last two years after um I found out I was anemic. And once I started like oh. working with um, rebuilding my energy and training smarter, my fitness has been going up like crazy. And um, the practice times that, are, that I've been running um, this past fall were my race times that I've been running in high school. So I was able to go on my long runs at my race pace in high school. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm gonna kill it in a race once we were able to race. And just like the idea of us not having a race was slowly like diminishing my motivation. And um, I, I would, there were points where I just like would get so frustrated and I was like, I should just go out and like see if I can find a race or um, like just some, like, so I guess the long runs is what I would do. The long runs I would go extra hard just to have a sense of, like, of accomplishment because the long runs, they just make you feel so tired and you use so much energy. And um, so we started making TikToks about my long runs and it just felt so successful. But um, it, it hurt a lot, but I, now I'm just motivated even more to do good. And I've been like taking um, different um, like proteins and collagen and um, making sure I'm taking my iron pills just to make sure my body's in top condition. I've been doing more weightlifting to make sure I don't injure any body parts of mine because there's only three girls on the team who didn't get injured this season. And because there was 14 of us when we started the season this um, this fall, there was yeah. only three of us left in the end. And we were all the ones doing the Sam that Milner gives us. So that's yeah. why I'm like so focused on lifting because I don't want to get injured. And yeah. And that's kind of the unsung thing that we've talked about in a lot of behind the scenes conversations uh, with inactivity. There comes injury um, and, and especially in such a physically demanding thing i mean uh, my my wife was a cross-country runner in high school and i remember the shirt she wears every now and again that says my sport is your sports punishment um but but it's 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 just interesting to see um those injuries and how careful our athletic training staff has been fantastic in creating some awareness about hey when you when you're inactive and all of a sudden you go at race speed or you try to train like you used to injuries can happen more frequently and just being careful with some of those things and easing back into training and doing some of those things. But, um, you know, you mentioned the, the anemia thing, uh, how is that kind of affecting you and, and how are you, you know, um, how do you overcome an adversity like that? Stay healthy and continue to make times like you've never made before. Yeah. Um, when I first overcame it, it it's like an entire crazy story. Like, uh, I found like my family, I guess coaches always tell me from my high school, they're like, you should write a book about your life. Cause <laughs> like in high school, like it was just so crazy. Like when I started out, I was like the little stud is what everyone would call me in eighth grade. They're like, you're going to go to the Olympics. You're going to do this. You're going to go do one. And it like pumps me up. Like I would go to a race and I was like really scrawny. I was like 90, 80 pounds. And I was, I was so little and I would beat like the older competitors and articles are written about me. And, and then suddenly my freshman year, like, I fell like, so like I went from running like 19 minute 5Ks and then I went to like 
20s. And then all the way until my senior year, I ran a 28 minute 5K. Like I just, I got so weak my, in my senior year of high school. I was like, okay, I guess I'm done running. Like, I guess running's just not meant for me because I'd go for my runs and walking would, or like, like just jogging were, was so tiring to me. I would cry every day. Like I would, like, I literally would journal so much, like how much it like hurt me. Like, like my, I, can, I can feel it in my voice again, but like just the, just everything that happened with, because of my anemia, it affected me. Like I got bullied a lot. Like, like what happened to Lakaila or just the coaches, like <laughs> my high school coaches, they really loved me when I was fast, but hmm. sorry. And then once I got slow, they, some of them gave up on me, sorry. No, we want, we don't want you to cry anymore yeah. about it. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that MSUM has given you an opportunity to turn that around. Yeah. Um, and anemia um, is, is some, I mean, I remember I, I was unaware of it completely um, until uh, athletic training started to talk about it being more frequent amongst our athletes than usual recently. And I know you were yeah. one of those, those athletes. And so how is seeing those fast times again, seeing, um, seeing those moments come back where you're, you're, you're performing the way you feel like you should be and then having some control over understanding what's been stopping you. I mean, that had to be such a block yeah. uh, to, to all of a sudden, then you have an answer and then you go to work uh, with, with treatments and now you're starting to see it. I, and then all of a sudden the fall gets pulled out. And yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's tough. And I know it's hit, hit you. It's hit everyone really hard. Yeah. How, how do you move forward? How, how do you keep a perspective of, and Emilio too, you, you both have, um, you've both had some adversity in your background. Yeah. How do you use those moments to, to gain a better perspective on all of the crap of today and move forward with a, with a positive attitude and, and a confidence that, um, you know, things, things are, are, are good and, 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 and just keep that positivity. Um, I guess, um, when I, when Milner recruited me, it seemed like, like no one really wanted me from colleges. So now that I know, like I went to a school that really wanted me because when I talked to Milner on the phone, he's like, like I was talking to him about running there and he, he just like, he like, for some reason I just felt a connection through the phone. He was like, you can run here. Yes. Like we want you, like we want your times. Like and I was like, okay. And I was talking to my family and I was like, this, this school really wants me. I was like, he like, he like completely ignored all my times from high school, except for my senior year. When I finally got my anemia in the, during the springtime, I was finally able to run fast. Cause I handled my anemia. And, um, once he recruited me, it was like a game changer, like automatically out, it snapped for me. I was like, okay, this is my new school. I'm going to start training hard. And just <clears throat> knowing I have a coach that really cares about me and mentally, physically, emotionally, like it just motivates me so much because every time I'm done, he's like, good work. Or like, he'll talk to me personally. And people know Milner as a quiet person, but mm. he like gets really involved in um, an athlete's life. And he's always asking me like, hey, are you okay? Or like when I'd come home from, like from, come home from breaks, he would be like, how's break? Like, how's this? How's family? Like, he's, he's like, 
he's like, like he's like a family member to me now, and he probably doesn't know that yet. But like, I've gotten really close to well, him. Well, not soon. I mean, it's not like we're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 so it, he just motivates me overall, and he just tells me like, you're capable of this, and this is how we're gonna get there. And he just has a whole plan set out for me, and it's like as long as I follow it, I know we'll go through with it. So that's how I stay motivated. Is I just keep following whatever Milner says and I know whatever he tells me I can do, I can do it because I'm going to do everything I can to make sure things finally turn out right for me. Cause I don't want to fail again. I think no. I'm really done with failing, <laughs> but yeah. No, I think you, you hit on a couple of important things. Um, you know, especially having that support system and people who believe in you, a plan, um, yeah. you know, we talk so often about how in tough times, working towards a plan or a goal is one of the, the, the best ways to get through tough times. And so having a plan from a, a coach and someone who, who has your back, having that support system that Emilio was just talking about um, with the family of the, the cross-country track and field team. Um, and and that's, that's why we talk about this podcast and the things that are more than a game. Um, you know, we, we can talk about the, the, the support systems on the academic side as well. Um, it, it is different. Um, it, it's really kind of cool to be a part of that and all these, the lives of all of you. Um, it, it's what, it's why I do what I do and why, why, you know, we're sitting here right now is cause it's, we're helping each other out. We're a community. We, we, we love each other. We care about each other. We want to see each other succeed. I want to brag about you as much as I possibly can on every single social media media outlet that we that'll pop, listen to us obnoxiously if I can. And uh, so we're really excited to to compete hopefully again very soon. Um, Emilio, uh, talk a little bit about about that, about how you kind of keep that perspective going forward and and what kind of helps you get through this. Um, well, so for me, it's again the support system of great um, members of MSUM. And uh, especially for me, um, uh, like I, I try to, it's hard to be like positive, especially during COVID. Cause I know, um, you know, I was uh, during the spring, um, I was supposed to have a track season for my senior year. And I was supposed to like, I was going for the school record for the two mile. And then that got taken away from me. I wanted to be like uh, a champion at something for once and just, Prove that everything I've done since my freshman year, um, like built up, built up, and carried that with me through college. But obviously, got taken that taken away. And I tried to train, but um, during the summer, thinking there was going to be a season still, but obviously it got taken away. And then um, I was thinking of going to a community college because I was I had just given up, and I was actually either that or I was going to go quit and just not run anymore, but uh, Coach Milner reached out to me and like my times were really, my times were the out of all the freshmen that got recruited, mine were the slowest. And I think that even with my times, I felt like he had some sort of hope with me. Like Lakaila said, like um, also my high school times were also not that fast. So um, I think uh, I really trusted Milner, even with the minimal, well, we didn't really talk that much over the phone because, you know, like I didn't, it was like, I were, I was recruited really late too. So that didn't help, but 
I really trusted Milner. I saw his program. I saw how he transformed kids, like, or people like Lakaila into, like, an amazing freshman athlete as when she was as a freshman and when they had the season. So I really trusted him, and I chose MSUM, obviously. And um, just mainly the positivity around that people gave to me, uh, that we're all in this together, like no one's alone through COVID. So I think that's mainly the best idea to have that type of mindset. Well, I'm sensing a theme here of, of, a, of a guy who likes to take a chance on people who he sees potential in. And um, I know Coach Milner um, have for a long time. Yes, he is a quiet guy, but if you pop into his office, he'll talk your ear off. Um, because he genuinely cares. Um, and, I, and I know that from a colleague perspective, I see him do that with all of his athletes on a frequent basis, now a little bit more spread apart than usual. And it, it was even funny to, in the fall when we were doing workouts, walk through uh, the hallways and he would do a Zoom in his office and everyone would have the phones in their little groups in the hallway and then you were each watching your, you know, Milner's kind of words of the day. Um, you know, you, you can just, you can see um, that there's, a, a lot of people in that room who, who are led by someone who really genuinely cares. Um, so I know that that's important for all of us to, to find those people who care, lean on each other. Uh, and it's great to have someone believe in you. And, and I know that as someone who was a, a walk on, not recruited, um, and I got a chance to play. And I, I know exactly where you guys are coming from, um, being overlooked and underappreciated and bullied growing up. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough rap, but it's, it's an opportunity when you go to college to create your own identity and uh, create a new meaning of what your life is going to be and what it's about. And so it's, it's been fun to follow uh, the beginnings of your guys' journeys. It is definitely not the end. And I'm excited to see what's coming up next. Uh, so, so tell me about what is coming up next for you, for, for both of you. I know we're, we're back at home and you've come from long distances to MSUM. So that's got to be a, a, an interesting aspect to all of this. But what what's up next? Getting ready for this this winter season and, and possibly this this spring as we we try to um, navigate this situation. Um, I guess what's up next is the indoor season. Hopefully, we get an indoor season. Um, I'm not sure if it's promised, but I know there's the even if we do race, it won't count against us. So that's. That's pretty good. I, I really yeah. like that because I still want to race and then have another season. That's a bonus. Um, I guess it's just being able to race again because we haven't raced in so long. Like, I don't know how it's going to go. And that's really exciting, but scary at the same time. Um, and then starting up classes again, it was really weird having all my classes online. It was hard to keep up. And it was like, what's due? Is this due? And then you like wake up the next day. It's like, oh my God, this is due in like three hours. Like, how could I forget? It's just not having a professor to see face to face and like, hey, this is due. Like, it's just, I remember when a professor tells me something, I can't remember when like I read it off a computer. Mm -hmm. So it's just adjusting more to this, whatever this pandemic is going on. So hopefully that can ease down a bit and then we can start getting back into our normal lives. That's what I'm hoping for. Do you wanna go? Oh. My bad, my bad. Um, it's all good. Uh, for me, um, I mean, I'm used to online, obviously, well, online uh, schooling or college, whatever. So uh, um, that's 
it all be like seemed normal to me. Uh, it's, it kind of sucks I didn't get the freshman experience, but I'm I'm totally fine with that. Um, but as for indoor, I really hope we do get indoor. Um, last time we had a team meeting, it looked like we were having an indoor season. And again, like what Kyle said, it wasn't going to count again, count against us. So that'll be good. Um, I would really like to go to as a team or like have a lot of people go to championships, uh, the NSIC indoor championships. I think that's what it's called. But um, I would really like to see what's like running college, especially since, um, you know, the big transition between events and stuff. And I really want to see how everyone else races or performs. Just have that great energy and positivity around teammates. And that's really like what I look forward to this season. Yeah, and, and not only that, but you've, you've had, you have great leaders on your teams. Um, Lakaila, you're becoming the leader of the team, one of the leaders on the team. Um, and so there's, there's some, some beautiful things, I think, in both of your guys' future. And I'm excited to be a spectator and a promoter of those things because I know you're two great individuals who have overcome a lot. And now you kind of get to grab the reins and show people what you can do. And I'm excited to see that. So thank you both for joining me on the podcast today. That, that's all the time we have. Um, and of course, go Dragons. Thank you. Thank you to both Emilio and Lakaila for sharing your stories with us on the MSUM Dragons podcast. I know we promote the great things in sports on this show on the regular, but just like the dark side of humanity, there is a dark side of sports, and it's sad. Trauma from catastrophic life events, both physical and emotional, change every moment from that point after. But what everyone who goes through those traumas needs to decide is, what's next? And how amazing is it that Coach Milner saw these two and held out his hand and showed them a vision of their own potential and an opportunity to prove it. I'm extremely proud to be a small part of stories like LaKyla and Emilio, not the past that maybe pushes them to prove people wrong, but the opportunity that MSUM provides those who have potential but were overlooked, to those who might have slowed but with some help can succeed. And I guess I'm just a sucker for an underdog. And stories like this perfectly show why the MSUM experience for a student-athlete is more than a game. Thank you for listening to the MSUM Dragons podcast today. Like and share this one. We have to. It might help someone else with anemia possibly get checked or show someone who's been burned that the future is still bright and show the power one person can have by simply giving an opportunity to compete. Thanks again. Stay safe. And of course, Go Dragons!